WSJU Radio, DJ Mad Max on the airwaves here at St. John's University for another special Halloween episode. And we have a very, very special guest here on the phone lines with me right now. He is known as Michael Myers in Halloween 5. Don Shanks, how you doing tonight, Don? I'm doing great. How you doing, Max? Great, great. And I appreciate you calling in tonight. Sure. So, uh, tell us what it was like growing up in Illinois. <laughs> Well, I grew up on a farm, and uh, there wasn't much around, so I made my own entertainment. Oh, okay. What were some of the things that you did on the farm? Well, I mean, I everything I saw on TV, I tried to recreate. Um, I had a horse, and I would practice, you know, doing fancy mounts, riding, you know, doing all kinds of things. Um, I saw a movie called uh, Crimson Pirates when I was a kid, mm. and... Uh, I rigged our whole barn up like a, the mast of a ship and, you know, swinging from rope to rope. And so I was uh, doing movies before in my head <laughs> before I ever started. Wow. Now, what made you decide to get into acting? Well, I, there was a little school in Illinois called, uh, well, it was Monticello. It was changing over to Lewis and Clark. It was changing over from a girls' school. Mm-hmm. And they were offering classes, and so I was taking classes there. And uh, there was some acting, and I started, um, you know, getting interested in that. And I had an acting coach. His name was Bob Maycheck. And um, we got along pretty good. We did quite a few plays together. And um, he moved out to Utah, and I helped him move out. And he got me a scholarship out in Utah. Hmm. And as we all know, you're also a stuntman, so what made you decide to become a stuntman as well? Well, it's just, it was more to my liking. Mm. You know, I was a physical actor anyway. I taught fencing and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I was a jock in <laughs> high school. And uh, the first movie I did was uh, Grizzly Adams. And when I first called them, I had was doing a play at the Salt Palace here in Utah, <clears throat> and I was playing a guy 65 years old. And uh, at the time, I was 22. And I did a special effects makeup, you know, the prosthetic work, and, you know, I had a receding hairline, and, you know, put a pot belly on, and <laughs> I came back, and uh, I was like, you know, I've enjoyed your performance, and I started doing the Mission Impossible thing, you know, peeling off the the makeup and he goes wow you look a lot different and I pulled off the receding hairline and I had hair down to my waist and I took off the the stomach and he goes wow you really look like <laughs> so anyway uh, this movie came into town and they needed someone to do special effects makeup and so he gave me a call and I called them and they needed someone to be tore up by a bear and I go okay I can do that <laughs> he said do you need any actors and they go well we need an Indian I go, well, I'm part Indian. And um, they said, well, you got to be able to wrestle a bear. I said, well, I can do that. <laughs> that's how I got started in movies. Oh, man. So was there any special training that you had to go through in order to become a stuntman? Well, um, the TV series we did, I mean, I had done most of this stuff when I was a kid. I mean, uh, jumping out of the second-story window onto a horseback, yeah. you know, doing the fancy mounts, you know, Pony Express mounts, all kind, you know. Mm. And uh, the stunt coordinator we had on um, Grizzly Adams, his name was Denny Arnold, mm. 
that we were working on different movies together. And he goes, I can't double you. You know, you, you know, there's nobody in Hollywood that can double you. You know, so he started showing me different stuff. And when I moved to California for a little bit, he would come by and he goes, um, you want to go over and turn a car over? I go, yeah, sure. You know, so <laughs> we go out to Indian Dunes. We were helping this one guy. And then uh, he'd come and he goes, okay, you want to do a, a T-bone? I go, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so I kind of learned from him. Mm. You know, and every, I, you know, I have to say most of the stuff that I got. We also had a special effects guy on um, <clears throat> Grizzly Adams. His name was Harry Wallman. And he was the history of Hollywood. I mean, you know, he went to Hollywood and Sunset was a dirt street. And he had done 6,000 movies by the time that he was done. Wow. Was one of the original stuntmen. You know, he doubled Charles Lawton. He doubled Clark Gable. He worked with Douglas Fairbanks. You know, he was, uh, you know, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. He's the one that's doing the swinging down on the rope and jumping on the bells and all that, you know. And I learned a lot from him, the old way of doing things. Mm. You know, and Denny was a little more of a newer, you know, doing air ratchets, air rams. You know, he was a good inventor. Wow. That's incredible. And I know when researching you, you were also in an episode of The Incredible Hulk, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it like working with Bill Bixby and Lou Frigno? Oh, it was great. Matter of fact, I just saw Lou um, last year. He was at a, uh, uh, one of the events here and uh, the Comic-Con. Oh. And it's like, you know, just sort of reminiscing. You know, we got together. He goes, oh, man, you've been working out. I go, yeah, you know. <laughs> we used to work out some of the same places. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was definitely a classic show as well to oh, be yeah. a part well, of. Bill Bixby, he was great. Oh, yeah, rest in peace. He's one of the greats. Yeah. Now, how were you contacted to come in for an audition for Halloween 5? Well, actually, it was through stunts. Okay. I had worked with uh, this one guy, his name was Don Pike, and I was on an episode of uh, Chips. They were doing a spinoff called Deadly Arrow, mm -hmm. and I came in to do martial arts for Fred Dreyer and another guy. Anyway, we had met on that, and you know, I moved back to um, Utah, and he gave me a call, and he said, you know, we're doing the movie Halloween 5, um, want to know if you were available for stunts. I go, yeah, I'm available. And, you know, we had, you know, kept in touch over the years. We were, I was doing a picture in Atlanta, and he was doing uh, Chuck Norris. He was, you know, one of Chuck Norris's guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, anyway, he, he called me back, and he goes, the director wants to talk to you. I go, for stunts? Mm -hmm. He goes, well, they're thinking about you for Michael Myers. I go, oh. Okay, so I went <laughs> and met with the director, and we talked, Dominique Garrard, and about the only thing that he gave me as far as direction was, he says, I want you to walk like wood through water, and I thought about <laughs> it for a minute, and then I got up, and he goes, okay, that's perfect, you got the job. Wow. That was it. What an interesting audition, <laughs> wood through water, that's the first one. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you think about it, it's like he's rigid, but yet he's fluid. Mm. You know, he can catch up to you whether you're a runner or not. Yeah, that's true. 
That's very true. Now, what was it like working with Dominique? Oh, he was great. You know, he was kind of funny sometimes, you know, but uh, I guess it, some of the things were lost in translation, you know, but, you know, uh, he had a different way of looking at it, mm. you know, which I think uh, makes it a little bit different. Mm. You know, I mean, as far as, you know, all the other Michael Myers, I think it's, as far as the way it looks, it's probably the more art artistic. Oh, I'd say so. I would definitely you know, say Rob that. Rob Draper was an excellent DP. I mean, he did, you know, an excellent job. Mm -hmm. Now, when you got the part in the film, how, d how did you feel that you were going to play the iconic role of Michael Myers? Well, I had originally asked him, I said, okay, do you want me to go there? Because Halloween 4 had just come out. I go, you want me to go, you know, watch it? You know, and they go, no. And he goes, I want you to, you know, come with a different, you know, with your own attitude. Mm. I go, okay, you know, which, you know, that's, I like that better. But when you're a stuntman, what you do is a lot of times, I mean, I've doubled a few people, you know, and uh, you kind of watch them and see what their little, you know, you know how they move this way. Which hand do they put on their hip when they stop? You know this. You know, mm. and that's what I got from Denny Arnold. He said, you know, when you double somebody, you have to know everything about them. And I was doubling uh, Rutgers Howard, and uh, <clears throat> the AD goes, Rutgers, we need you over here. Uh. And you know, I, I thought they were calling him. Mm. And they kept, Rutger, what's wrong? What, I mean, that we need you over here. And he came <laughs> up to me and goes, what did I, oh, Don. God, <laughs> I thought you were Rutger. <laughs> so that shows you that, you know, if you think about it and you try to imitate, you know, that's being a good double. If you yeah. watch a show and you can tell it's a stuntman, that's not a good double. No. Nope. Now, did you enjoy wearing the mask? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was time where it got a little claustrophobic, but, uh, you know, it's just <laughs> that's part of the job. And who was the Halloween 5 mask designed after? Well, uh, Greg Nicotero. I think part of it is him and it's part of me because I have a bigger head, for one thing. But KMB with the uh, uh, effects on it, or the mask effects. Mm -hmm. But I think it's you know, partly Greg's face. Okay. He's all involved with The Walking Dead, too. He's doing a lot of work for that oh show. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's producing it. Yeah. Doing yeah. a lot of work for them. And another mask that was in the movie was the Brute Mask. Where did that oh, yeah. idea come from? Well, I, it, I'm not sure exactly where it <laughs> came from, but it's just supposed to be a Halloween mask. Okay. You know, that the guy was wearing, you know. I get asked about that all the time. I used to tape it with me. Uh, when I go to signings and stuff, and everybody goes, what's that? <laughs> I go, that's the brute mask. You know, it's like they don't remember it for some reason. Oh, man. But I know originally, I remember I saw in a documentary a long time ago, they were originally going to use a Ronald Reagan mask. Oh, for that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was on set. Oh, and it didn't end up making the final cut. No, uh <laughs> and you had a great cast of characters and actors for the film. Tell us what it was like working with Donald Pleasance and Daniel he was Harris. Very much the gentleman. You know, he was quiet, kind 
unreserved, mm-hmm. you know, like most English people. <laughs> but uh, one night, uh, it's right after I wrecked the car and I stabbed Wendy, and they come to get Danielle and whatnot, and uh, they had wrapped me for the night. And he came over and knocked on my dressing room door, and he goes, might I ask a favor of you? And I go, yeah, okay. He goes, um, I'd like to know that you're out there. He goes, I don't need to see you, but I want to know that you're out there. And I go, yeah, okay. And so they were going to sign me back in. I go, no, no, it's not a big deal. Huh. You know, so I went out there, and I stood, and, you know, but he just wanted to know that that was there, and mm-hmm. he didn't want to talk to you know his empty air. And that was that was the scene with the woods, I believe. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the scene with the woods. And what was it? When we were doing the the thing where I stab him and put him through the window and all that, he wanted to do it all. That's right. He yeah. Didn't want to have a stunt double? He did. <laughs> when I threw him over the railing, we do use a stunt double. You know, it's like uh, maybe better. <laughs> Oh, wow. I can't believe he wanted to do the stunts on that. That's crazy. Well, but he was, I mean, he's a stage actor. Yeah, he is. You know, and he was trained with fencing. Peter O'Toole said he was the best actor in, in England. Wow. You know, and coming from Peter O'Toole, that's pretty high. Oh, crazy. yeah, that is. You know, but he was the master of the understatement. Mm. He could say something almost in a whisper, but the, the idea would get across to you. Mm-hmm. And, well, oh, and when he was talking to me, and he's like, you know, about the pain and this and that, and, and it was almost mesmerizing. Mm. While I'm standing there, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to stab you now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the scene when you throw him into the window and off the right. railing, yeah. Yeah. Great iconic scene. Yep. And what was it like working with Daniel Harris? She was a great. <laughs> she was a trooper, and she was another one that wanted to do her own stunts. Wow. You know, I mean, the scene where I'm stabbing into the uh, laundry chute. Mm. I mean, I'm using a real knife. I can't R- see her. Wow. You know, and so it's like we're working this out. And okay, you got to be here. If you're not there, yell out really loud. You know, just you know, and we're stabbing, stabbing, stabbing. You know. <laughs> And the thing where I chase her with the car before I wreck it, I mean, I can't hardly see. You know, finally I talked them into pulling the nylon, uh, the, the netting off the eyes because they didn't want to see my eyes. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting a starburst from the lights and the different fogs. And the fog was so thick. In one shot, they have a still shot. I wish I had it. But the fog is coming out of the eye holes. Wow. And, you know, and I'm chasing her, and I'm coming in. I mean, I'm pretty close to her, you know. She had a double, but, uh, you know, she wanted to do it. But it makes it, I mean, when you can see her and, you know, you know that, you know, that's her. Wow. I didn't even know that. that but, the you know, she was uh, 11 years old when we did it. Uh, you know, I mean, she was, she wanted to be one of the guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's no star baby, you know, it's like, you know, and there's a couple of shots of where she's sitting on my lap and we're both asleep in a director's chair. <laughs> but she was a buddy. And I know, did you have to keep the mask off when around her so that 
prepare her like for on screen and make sure that you know it's you it's Don it's not I'm not really trying to come after you you had to keep the mask off off screen well, it's just, the, the mask is made so I mean it's made to the face mm. and you can't really breathe in it that well so he kept it off I mean we're shooting it in the summertime oh wow you know, there's a scene where I come down the river and, you know, got to catch a rope and all this. And water got up underneath of it and I couldn't aspirate it. You know, I was trying to get it to, you know, and it was just right in there. Wow. You know, so a lot of times, yeah, what happened, though, when <laughs> we were filming in the avenues here in Salt Lake. And I put the mask on and I walked the set. Right, and they got some complaints because people saw Michael Myers walking through their neighborhood, <laughs> <laughs> and it was upsetting a few people. So they asked if we could just put it on when I got it on set. And I go, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> One scene that I want to get into is the car. I know I've heard that the car had a weird presence, and that and actually someone died in the car. Yeah, someone committed suicide. Wow. I didn't. I didn't hear about that until twenty years after you know we had done the movie. Mm-hmm. But one of the transportation guys, that one that had bought the car, told me about it. And he go, we got a really good deal on it because the parents were wanting to get rid of it. And I go, why? And they go, well, their daughter committed suicide in it. You know? Oh man. <laughs> and that's you know, just for some reason it's like a present. I don't know how to explain it, and I don't know, <laughs> but it was just something, you know. You just felt something that just wasn't right. It was eerie. And another thing, when I was watching the documentary on Halloween Five, it, I don't know if this is true, but when you when you were chasing Jamie, the chase scene through the field, and you crashed into the tree, did they forget to call cut, and you were still in the car while it was burning? Wow. Because what they did, at the last minute, they decided they wanted to have a bomb in it. Oh. It's like, oh, okay. You know, and so uh, I didn't have any burn gear on. And they said, you know, you just run in there, hit it, you know, but you got to act like you're knocked out. And so I did, and just, you know, I hit it like 50 miles an hour, 55, something like that. And uh, nice hit, you know, acting like I'm knocked out. I don't hear cut, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and the car is catching on fire. Oh, my God. I'm under the firewall. And finally, I hear Don Pike go, when the F are you going to say cut? And he's like, oh, oh, cut, 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 cut. But he was just so in awe of what had happened. It's just like, I don't believe what I just saw. Mm. You know? Thank God you got out. Wow. Did you suffer well, I any? Think if I would have caught on fire a little more, I would. Oh no! I would have got out on my own. Yeah. Did you suffer any injuries while making this film? I got a broken nose, but I mean, I've had my nose broken I think nine times. Oh. <laughs> wow. When the scene where Donald Pleasant's beating me up with the two by four. Oh okay, yeah, that's when the the chain netting comes down. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had a PVC pipe in it. And on the fourth side, it had, you know, a lot of padding because it was in the center. But he hit me on the two side. Uh-huh. 
and we were doing it over and over and over, you know, and blood started coming out of the mask, and Don goes, did he get you? And I go, yeah. He goes, you want to stop? I go, nah. Oh, wow. You... Something like that. <laughs> so the next morning I woke up, and my nose was all swollen, and my eyes were black, you know. Jeez. That's usually a pretty good sign that your nose is broken. That's insane. Well, I've never missed a day of work. I've never, no matter what happens, I've had fingers cut off, go get them sewed back on, and come back to work. I had my back broken, went to the hospital, came back to work. Wow. You know, I just, you know, there's no, I don't know, you got to play hurt sometimes. I didn't actually know my back was broken at the time, but <laughs> it was about uh, two years later that I found out that it had been broken. Compression wow. fractures. That's insane. You're one tough guy, Don, I'll tell you that. Well, I don't know about that. Sometimes my wife thinks that I'm kind of stupid for doing it. <laughs> oh, no. But, you know, you just, like I said, you know, you have to play hurt. Yeah. One guy that I know, he was doing an air round. That's where you step on it like a catapult. Mm -hmm. And they had set it too high. And it, when you just go up in even 100-pound increments, it, it multiplies instead of adding. And he, they set it too high, and he set, hit it, and it broke his leg. Mm -hmm. And he strapped two boards to it and went off on his left leg for two more takes. So, I mean, if the guy can do that, I can. Yeah. Yeah. A little bloody nose isn't going to help. I had my, <laughs> when I was wrestling in high school, I got my nose broken. It was laying on the side of my face. And a coach took two pencils and put them up my nose and straightened my nose and goes, okay, get back out there. Wow. And I did. So. <laughs> like oh. I said, maybe I'm not too bright. <laughs> but I won, so that's all that matters. Oh, and that really matters, and it was yeah, worth it. Uh, it was very worth it. And there were scenes that were shot and not put in the film, and one that interests me, which I do my research on a lot, is the Dr. Death scene. Right. Uh, what was that scene supposed to be like? Well, what was, um, there was a punk comedian here, and he was playing the Dr. Death, mm -hmm. and uh, he had a mohawk. And uh, it was more uh, witchcraft type of uh, stuff instead of, you know, because everything in there, they got it from actual witches. And he was doing a, a spell over me while I lay there on the altar. And there was a stone that was above me that looked like a stalagmite. Mm -hmm. It was on a string, and it was moving in a circle. And he did the tattoo of the thorn on me. And then on Halloween, when um, it's Halloween, or Halloween Eve, uh, the stone stops. And then I reach over and grab the mask, and I put it on. And I picked him up over my head, I grab him by the throat. And I break his back, and I throw him on the altar, and I put the stone, or start to put the stone through his chest, because it was a real stone. And... Uh, I think Mustafa Akkad thought it was a little too much witchcraft. You know, that he didn't particularly care for that. Mm. So anyway, that got taken out, and then the old guy with the parrot got put in. Mm. And, and but I, I've heard that they found the footage. 
Yeah, I did see that online. I don't know if they're going to release that in a special edition DVD. I love to see that scene though. Yeah, it was a great scene. That was one of my better kills. <laughs> Is that was that your favorite kill of the film? Oh, I, they're all my favorites. They're all your favorites. Do you have any particular one that's like your favorite? No, I mean, like I said, they were all favorites. All favorites. I kind of hated killing Ellie because she was so sweet. And so uh. like, you know, she was my first kill, and it's like, oh, kind of hate to do this, you know. Yeah. I think that sequence in the closet's definitely the, the creepiest scene in the movie when you just slither out of the closet and she doesn't see you. It's an eerie scene. Well, they shot it well. Oh, yeah, that was a great sequence. Mm-hmm. Well, they found some great locations for what we were doing. You know, the the little asylum, you know, where the kids are, you know, I mean, it's, you know, all that was shot down below, you know, in the... In the uh, basement you know it's kind of eerie down there you know did you feel a presence down there too pardon did you feel a presence down in the no, basement too? There. and another scene that also I heard wasn't added was you killing the SWAT team oh yeah well we went back I mean you see this whole SWAT team take off and you know we went back with the second unit. I mean, there was one where I break a guy's neck and spin it around, and I stomp his face in, and uh. put an M16 through a guy's head, and it was just one. Of the <laughs> but we went back with the second unit, and we shot a whole bunch of, you know, just cutting people's throats, you know, you know, snapping necks, doing stuff like that, because you hear it on the radio, and then you see me drive up, and then I punch through the window and kill that cop. Mm. But you hear the whole thing on the radio, you know. That's all you know. I don't know if they lost the footage or, you know, but, I mean, didn't wind up in the movie. Hmm. And also you played the man in black character. Yeah. Why did that character just appear out of the blue? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it, there was different theories about what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were shooting the scene in the attic, when I, you know, go after her when she's in the coffin, mm-hmm. and they're shooting the close-ups, and they shoot all this other footage of me with the mask off. And it's like, uh, well, why are we doing this? And Dominique had said, you know, would you consider coming back and playing both parts? You know, playing the guy in black. And so when they would cut in from part five and the part six they show that it's the same face and so you know I thought I was going to do a dual part mm-hmm. because when what the house where we were filming it was configured in such a way that you could walk around go around the corner and come back in through another door into the same room and so what I would do is I'd walk out and reach out with my hand and show the thorn, open the door, leave, and then I'd go back around, put the coat on, put on a pair of gloves, and then reach out and show the thorn again, and I would be the the man in black. Mm -hmm. And in the later film... I didn't play him all the time. I mean, there was a thing at a bus station, I think, you know, but I had said, you know... If you really want to hate somebody, have them kick a dog. <laughs> so they put a dog in. Uh, and 
I know in the next film they clarify that as being the character Win, I believe. And I was confused by it when in the film because I didn't know where they were gonna go with that either. But because well, I think it's kind of weird because I mean you know they changed it to an African American. Really? Yeah. Wow. In part six. Wow. So it's like I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They had originally called me and wanted me to do part six, and they when I I went out and went, did stuff for Fangoria magazine, and you know started doing some of the personal appearances, and they go, don't say anything about the Man in Black, like you just keep people guessing about it. Mm-hmm. And so okay, we did that, you know, and then when they did part six, everything changed. You know, yeah. they went back with the production group that they had on part four, and so you know. Uh, they brought back George Wilbur. Yeah, that's right. And one thing that I admire about your portrayal of Michael Myers is the creativity. I remember seeing in the documentary that I watched was that you were the reason for the barn scene. <laughs> and you had some of the ideas with the tools in the barn for the kills. Yeah. Well, I grew up on a farm. Yeah. So mowing die, pitchforks. I mean, the pitchfork was designed before, you know, you know, that was a K and B effect. But uh, you know, the when I held up the, the side, you know, Dominic goes, Oh, the Grim Reaper, oh, that's perfect. Goes, <laughs> you can go, yeah, you because know, I was training edge weapons and like I said, I grew up on a farm. I used one of those things more than I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and when we were going through it, I mean it's like, Okay, what can you do with this? What can you do with that? You know, and if you notice that uh, in part five they have a farm theme. Mm. You know, I mean the the three prong weed eater through the you know the forehead, the pitchfork, you know the mowing side. Yeah, there's you know, a. We're at the farm. There's definitely a farm theme throughout the film. Mm-hmm. When you kill Michael, like you just mentioned, yeah, you're right. And. What would you say was your favorite scene that you shot in the film? You know, I'd like the scene when um, I'm doing it with Danielle and in the coffin. Okay. You know, because she played it up as much as she, I mean, she was great at it. She says, uncle. I like that one. You know, I like the one where, I don't know, I liked them all. You know, it's like you're saying, uh, which are your favorite children? <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about the unmasking scene in the attic? Well, originally, Dominique was going to do the scene. And he decided that I would. he wanted me to do it. Because mm. in, the, in the script, it says, Michael takes off the mask, and he has a face like an angel. I go, well, that's not me. <laughs> You know, but anyway, they, I had to be put in a vice to hold my head perfectly still. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in the old uh, um, sepia tones, the tendites that they used to take, where you couldn't move because they were so close on the, the focus. And so they brought in a guy to uh, 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 Moni, a makeup man. And uh, they said, you know, we'll do the thing for the tear. And I go, no, I can cry on Cuban. Really? Yeah, yeah, watch. And I <laughs> cried. 
That was a great effective scene. The whole attic scene was just eerie with the whole body set up everywhere with the candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely one of the best scenes in the franchise, in my opinion. Well, they were afraid I was going to knock down the walls when I started. <laughs> oh, when you threw the coffin around. I threw the coffin around and I started uh, throwing the bathtub around. Yeah. Yeah. But they said, you know, I mean, that, he said that I wanted it in a frenzy. You know, I want you, you know, that she's seen your soft side, and you don't want that. <laughs> you know, and so I just started thrashing, you know. In the tub, I think they said it weighed like 400 pounds, and I was throwing it around. <sighs> but it was a facade. I mean, it wasn't a real, you know, it was on a sound stage. Mm-hmm. And the walls were starting to <laughs> shake a little bit. Oh, yeah, so they got worried. <laughs> well, it'd kind of be bad if they knocked down one of the walls. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a good scene. Yeah. And then when I go downstairs and I get caught in the, the chain net, you know, he said, I want you thrashing like a, a, a shark caught in a net. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, those, I mean, it's not a big thing, but it's, I mean, it gives you a visual. Yeah. It's a unique. It's a unique way of directing. Yes. Very unique. Now tell me, what do you love most about the character Michael Myers? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're talking about a serial killer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's not to hate? Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's like he's invincible. He gets shot, he keeps going. You know, he gets hit with a board, he keeps going. You know, the only time that, you know, he shoots the darts at him, he goes to sleep. You know, but, mm-hmm. that, you know, when we were laying there, and Donald's on top of me, and uh, the lights are flashing, and, they're, you know, the police are coming, whatever, and while he's there, he whispers to me, he goes, okay, now I get it, I abused you as a child. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch it, you can see my chest because I'm laughing underneath the mask. Wow. This was definitely a fun cast. You guys had a lot of fun on set, and you could tell. Well, and you know what? Everybody, I mean, was there for everybody else. Mm. You know, well, on their days off, the actors would come out and be on set to support the other actors. You know, I mean, it was like everybody was having a good time. Yeah. A thing about that scene where Donald Pleasance is laying on you is that I thought he was supposed to be dead in that scene. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to die right there. Well, Michael and Donald never dies. <laughs> yeah. He got stabbed, thrown around, and, you know, but uh, no, he was still alive. And they survived for the next film. Yes. Overall, looking back on the film today, what do you love most about Halloween 5? that everybody still enjoys it. Mm. I mean, it's on a hundred times during Halloween, but people watch it and they still, you know, enjoy it. You know, and that's the whole idea of making movies is to have things that people enjoy to watch. Mm. And I gotta say, the fans are probably, <laughs> next to Star Trek, are probably the most loyal fans. It's probably right. And you scared audiences with this film. Is there any films that scared you, Don? No, I can't really, you know, 
Maybe one as a kid, but mm. that's about it. I mean, first time I saw Frankenstein. Oh, Boris Karloff? Yes. Yeah. I think I was, um, I don't know, four or five when I saw it. So, I mean, you know, as a little kid, that, that was scary. Yeah. Now you look at it and go, okay, what's scary about <laughs> So what do you love most about attending horror conventions today? Well, the fans. The fans. Get to talk to them. You know, they everyone has a different insight. You know, and they you know different theory. You know, and they want to talk to you about it. And you know, a lot of them are you know come up and they just want to get out of there. And other ones want to you know talk to you. Which is either way, it's okay with me. But you know, I'll sit and talk with them all day long. Mm. And that's what I appreciate about you that you care about the fans and that you called in here tonight as well and when i met you at the connecticut horror fest you had a mask on the table is was that mask the one you wore in the movie yep one of them wow that's iconic there were three masks made do you have all three no i just have one okay you know the main one it kind of got beat up pretty good uh. You know, the one scene where I get blown out of the, uh, the mine shaft. Oh, yeah. fried just a little bit. Oh. We shot that, um, oh, God, um, the last day. Oh, that was the last day of shooting, and that was actually close to the opening scene. Yeah, that yep. was opening, yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, originally they wanted me to... <laughs> Um, uh, do an air rim while the got blown up and do a high ball. And the place where we were filming it, it's like, okay, they took me out there. I go, okay, at night, you want me to be doing, you know, with the mask on? God, because you can't really see where you're going. Yeah. And uh, they had a snorkel lift, and they said, okay, we'll take you out here, show you what, where we want to do it. And, uh, the snorkel lift uh, went up 120 feet, and we still had another 30 feet to get to the where they wanted to shoot it. And I'm going, well, this is a little beyond what I can do. <laughs> and there was an outcropping, so there, you'd have to do an air ram to be blown out, and you'd have to build a platform over this river to put an airbag down. And I go, you know, it's just, you know, I, beyond me. Hmm. And no one else wanted to do it either. <laughs> Jeez. But that you would be on fire, blown out, trying to hit a ram with the mask on, which cuts down your, you know, peripheral vision. Mm. And uh, then trying to judge at night where your bag is before you do your turnover. Mm. <laughs> and so there's just too many, you know, and if I didn't hit the air ram just right, then I was going to hit the outcropping of rocks. So it was a little beyond my um, pay scale. Yeah. <laughs> now, Don, will there be any upcoming conventions that you will be signing at? Um, I just did one in Atlantic City, but I don't have any more scheduled. Okay. Any upcoming films that you will be appearing in or doing some stunt work for? Um, I just worked on one uh, that had Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid in it called um, uh, 
Oh, God. Can't even remember what the name of it was now. Echo? No, anyway. Anyway, I get beat up by kids. Oh. <laughs> so what will you be doing this Halloween, Don? I'll be at the gym. You'll be at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> well, Don, as I cover... Music and sports on my show. I want to get you quick uh, sports teams that you root for. Do you watch football, basketball, or baseball? I watch a little football every once in a while. I'm into boxing a little more. Okay. Who's who's uh, the football team that you root for? Uh, <laughs> Patriots. Oh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Jets fan. Oh, are you? Well, okay. Yeah, that was a brutal loss last night. Yes. 33 nothing. Jeez. Yeah, I'm still getting over that one. So I like them. I like the Saints. You know, I grew up around the St. Louis area, so, you know, I used to follow the Cardinals. You know, baseball, back to when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And how about some musical artists that you listen to? What kind of music are you into? Uh, country rock, rock. I mean, I, a little of everything. A little of everything? You know, more of the 60s, 70s kind of guys. Who's your favorite artist? Painting artist? Or for music? Well, I, <laughs> I know she's having trouble right now, but I think Linda Ronstadt probably had some of the best pipes. Okay. You know? But, you know, she has Parkinson's disease now, I think, and, you know, mm. but, you know, I mean, you can't compare her to anybody. She's just one of, you know, a great singer, mm. entertainer. And, Don, is there anything else that you'd like to add here and tell my audience here tonight? Well, I just hope that they enjoy their Halloween and they enjoyed the interview. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll get to see them soon. <laughs> Don, I want to thank you for calling in. And it was an honor and pleasure meeting you at the CT Horror Fest and having you call in here tonight for this interview to talk about well, the film. Thank you for calling me. Me to do it. Oh, no problem, Don. It was an honor, and you know, thank you for making my childhood a watching Halloween <laughs> Five. I remember being a kid and just being scared of the basement scene when you're chasing Jamie to the basement. That was another eerie scene. Great scene. All right, Don. Thanks again, and I want you to take care. All right. Okay, I will. All right, Don. I appreciate it. All right. Good night. Night.